Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, for this episode, we've had some technical difficulties. Well, not really technical difficulties. We just screwed up and we had an input microphone instead of the laptop instead of the soundboard which means effectively this entire episode was recorded on laptop microphone. So the sound quality is a little bit shit, so you have to forgive us that one. We couldn't re-record it as it was getting too late in the week. So this one will be a bit down on sound quality, but hopefully the content is still good. Um, next week, we'll be back to normal with a couple of extra things that we've planned for this week. Actually recorded, but we'll have to definitely redo those ones. So here it is, guys. We got our round one AFL season review, and damn, it was good to have footy back. What a great round. Yeah. Um, It's better than that half-assed methadone of the NAB Cup, or NAB Challenge, whatever the fuck it is. Whatever it is now. So we're going to start off every week with our highlight of the the week that's passed. So Josh, what was your highlight for the round one? Oh, if I'm I'm being fair, it has to be, uh, to me it was Eastern Woods massive massive mark that was a not a bad effort um, round one produces some marks I mean, oh, last year was bruce for st kilda that's that's my fair highlight my completely biased highlight is brent harvey 50 meters out tight angle grabs out of the pack fucking on the boot bang right when we need it the most um just that long eddie bet style goal <laughs> um and eddie bet said it quite nice so even better Brenton, use your highlight for the weekend. Well, I thought my highlight was just generally being able to watch footy that had a free-flowing game to it, and that's across all games. Mm. Everybody's been commenting about how high-scoring it was. Yeah, because I watched like we watched the Richmond game, and that was free-flowing for real bad reasons for Richmond, but we get into that later. But the GWS and Melbourne game, lots of free running, and we're well, talking about the the new rules and that having an effect on it. I think that's a big thing. It wasn't just free-flowing; it was open. Yeah, like um, there wasn't often you had. Every like every man around the ball, yeah. Uh, because maybe it's going to change. I don't know. We'll get into that later. Yeah, yeah, what, a favourite side thing? as well. Uh, my highlight, I think, was quarter time of Richmond versus Carlton, uh, where I think I predicted Richmond to win by a hundred odd points. Carlton were up by two or three points, and it felt like everybody stood up and applauded, just mm. because yeah. one footy was back, and two, it was awesome. It was a match, and the exact same thing happened at GWS of Melbourne at quarter time. Everyone was just, my God, footy's back, and it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And everybody was applauding, like both teams, yeah. especially Richmond Carlton, where Richmond would have hoped to have a big lead and have the game done by then. And everyone yeah. expected that to see footy's back. It's competitive. It's, yeah. There was eight goals kicked in that quarter. It was just an awesome moment where everybody was of the same mind. And also, how useless are the new security guard checks? To just slow <laughs> down? I had a lot of respect for for those guys though, because. Um, it took a little bit longer than usual to get into the MCG, but at least they got rid of the fence. Because the fence doesn't... Oh, like no, we don't have a fence there. There's no way any fans would allow that to stand up for very long. Well, it doesn't make many, much sense to me anyway. It's like, um, well, let's screen everyone on the way in. Let's hold everyone up, have a, a pack of 2,000 people standing at the gate. 
that are very vulnerable if someone decides to blow some shit up. Yeah. But, um, I actually almost got myself <laughs> in trouble on the that way. That would be the place to do it. <laughs> you know when they were writing the wands over us? Yeah. I had my hands up and the girl doing it obviously was a bit bored. And she's like, you're not under arrest? And I said, well, not yet. And, <laughs> and she kind of looked at me and looked behind, like, fuck, should I make this joke, should I? So for anyone else that wasn't at the footy, what they did instead was they had the metal detecting wands. They ran over everybody before they went into the turnstiles. They pretty much put it towards near your chest and in a circle and then you went through. That's much. what I was going to say. The security guards were very quick. They yeah, knew, like, yeah. we're holding everyone up. And this is pointless. This yeah. is creating a problem right here, but I'm getting paid minimum wage. I'm just going to fucking do my job. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for them for that. Well, it wasn't that big a deal, to be honest. Um, besides making people victims, or potential victims, it just seems outside the ground where they don't have the shelter of a massive concrete structure. It just seems unnecessary slow for a, you know an end result which probably isn't going to change much because, yeah. hey, put the bomb in your shoes, guys. There's your tip. <laughs> <on the way. laughs> um, or, you know what, don't case it in metal. Yeah, yeah. You'll be okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we got in, there was no issues. Uh, it was all lovely. Um, and, and the footy happened so let's and get look, it wasn't even much of a negative it was no. mild inconvenience at most yeah exactly it was a mild inconvenience that's, and that's all it was yeah. um, I mean, and if that makes some old biddies feel better then fair enough yeah that's true that's probably a minimum cost uh, solution to that problem yeah so. I'll tell you what though if, if you're new to football uh, say if you're an American or something checking out for the first time well, for a start, thanks for joining the podcast. You made the right choice. Secondly, what a round. Like, great. If this is your yeah. first exposure, yeah. you've got a great jumping on point. I think eight out of nine games were extremely watchable. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And even the ninth one, there was bits. There, there was reason to, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's go into the first one. Uh, we've already uh, touched on a little bit. It's Carlton and Richmond. Uh, very surprised, Carlton. I, I think um, they surprised a lot of people that they weren't as bad as we all predicted. Yeah. But it was... Uh, a first up win to Richmond on the Thursday night first game which means we now go to our regular segment the Richmond bandwagon bandwagon report so Josh take it away we well, yeah, last week they saw a low pressure system around Carlton which had a, a bit of an effect on the supporters they were a little bit concerned but pretty egotistical as well um, the bandwagon was a little unsteady at times for coming in fine mild top of 77,000 for the evening so they had a good good run there Seven-day forecast offers a trough of the cloak, which means that there'll be an isolated forward line with little chance of relief. Expect an early cold front, followed by a warm northerly as the strong wind warning settles around Collingwood. Top of 90,000 expected with a chance of a cold front, a chance of a coach killer. There we go. There's our Richmond bandwagon report for this week. Um, so I think that uh, on the base of it, Richmond had a lot of poor decisions on the night. Yeah. And, and you know, a couple of fumbles here and there. But Carlton, I think that's about as good as we can hope for from Carlton. Or I'm writing them off already like we did pre-season. Well, with Dale Thomas coming back in the side next week, they're fucked. They're fucked. <laughs> well, the thing is, it was Carlton's game to win at any point of the match from five minutes onwards. At any point, they could have taken that match and made it you know, out of reach for Richmond. Mm. But yeah, they really just lost that game themselves. Richmond yeah. made lots of silly errors. Uh, they had no, no structure in their zoning in the back lines. As soon as they turned it over, it seemed a bit like they were lost. And they got spread really really wide across the fat side you see him drop one back about probably that back flank um, push him out wide and when they had to switch on then they rushed away and they switched it well all yeah. night didn't they yeah. very much so finding yeah. space they their link ups were very very good in patches and yeah. shouldn't say in patches it, for most of the game I think maybe they've just got a very good team strategy because you haven't got any real out and out stars. We well, got a few, but well, well, they yeah. got stars in the making. There's exactly, yeah. no doubt they got stars in the making. Yeah, it might be easier to get young kids like that to subscribe to a, a game plan or a strategy or something like that. And 
as much as we hate to kick a bloke while he's down, Casbol. Yep. Zero two. Hey, kick straight, they win. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And look, if he gets that first one in, maybe he gets a bit up and about, a bit yeah. of confidence, and he's already pulling down everything, every mark that comes his way. And as a contested mark, he probably in the conversation with best in the league. Yeah, absolutely is. Um, um, you're, you're right, you say zero goals, two, and that's not from two shots. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. That was zero, two, and two <coughs> rounds on the full, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and probably, I think, one or two that didn't make the distance, too. Yeah, yeah, that were passing options that he wasn't really looking for an option to pass with. Um, and that's the negative. On the positive side, to say Wiedering. Wiedering looked good. Uh, he looked very solid, not a liability whatsoever. It looked comfortable. He looked like he's been in the system five years. Yeah. Um, and he looked exactly the same in the NAB Challenge, so it's great to see that it followed through. Yeah. Uh, it's not that he, he's not standing, you know, uh, a Buddy Franklin or um, Tom Hawkins or something like that. But then again, he's not going to either. Because yeah. they've, yeah. um, they've got other key backmen down there, to like Sam Rowe, um, to, to look after those. Um, so he was able to play the second backman and the link player. Mm. Um, very reliable. Played a role very well. Yeah. Yeah. Played very and smart. Kept people accountable. Like, he's only one game in, but is it too soon to make him captain? Uh, <laughs> yes, because there was a second year player who was even better, and that was Patrick Cripps. Cripps yeah. Yeah. How good was his step? Yeah, wasn't it? And we saw it multiple times where he's just given the little shimmy on the boundary line, yep. and you couldn't touch him. Yep. He looks so much better than he looked last year. But we're not going to compare it to any other player, but geez, he did look very, very mobile. And that. Um, the core strength ability to change directions five times in two steps. Amazing. And pretty exciting. I wonder where he'll end up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they're going to do everything to hang on. Oh, you're talking 10-year contracts. Well, they got carriage across from the Crows, and he's put in some good form as well, especially from, yeah, yeah. followed over from the preseason. So there's one that you've actually got into the club that's starting to do well. So might be able to change that culture there after all. For them. And I thought Walker was good in patches too. Like, I took a nice yeah. mark. Yeah. It was around the third quarter. He started to get involved in the game more. Yeah. Too late. He should have been involved much earlier. But um, well, They swung him forward because, yeah. I mean, he's an all-Australian backman. Yeah. Um, so they decided to try him up forward. It took him a little while to get his eye in. Yeah. But um, kicked some nice goals from deep in the boundary line too. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the fence, uh, I don't think Richmond wins unless Sam Lloyd decides to go hero. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, two goals in two minutes, especially the oh. one of the big spin move. Not yeah. a bad effort at all. Beautiful. Well, I had someone ask the other day, uh, when did it become a spin move and not a blind turn? And to me, they've always been different different moves. Like uh, a blind turn to me is when you hold the ball out in one direction and turn the other. Yeah, I don't know. If that seems very 1970s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That old, oh, here's the ball out here. No, go the other way. <laughs> Show them the ball. And, yeah, people no, I mean, I'm sure it still works. Well, Especially country footy. <laughs> yeah, but that, country footy can show the ball. I show the ball out here and he punched me in the face. <laughs> He's like, I wasn't going for the ball, Cap. <laughs> Hide behind the light tower and jump on. But, um, yeah, it was a brilliant, um, what do you call it, a, a wrong step, a drop step, a spin move yeah. over the shot. Like, I, honestly, I would not have been able to pick him out of a lineup prior to this round. But, um, geez, he, he had a great great uh, burst yeah him and Lambert as well Lambert really uh, has some good disposals towards the end of the game and that's Lambert's best lot. game yeah by far I think, so he, I think he got second, um, second year at Richmond yeah he got the most uh, votes in the coaches award uh, yeah. the coaches association rather voting um, Sean Hampson who gets a call up thanks to uh, Marrick who was a late uh, withdrawal yeah uh, I thought he rucked very well in getting first hands to the ball but how many times do we see him thump it, especially from boundary throwings? Yeah. 
always gets a tap, thumps it straight down towards the boundary line yeah. where nobody was. Yep. Um, even in like the center clearances, um, he'd stand, uh, there'd be a spare Carlton player, and somehow, if he'd win the tap, he'd tap it down to there where there's no Richmond players anyway. And it's like, there's no communication going on, or yeah. he's just, I don't know, winging it, going rogue. Who knows? Really, really weird. Um, Tyrone started off well. Well, he did, yeah. Big Tyrone. He presented himself very well. Um, kicked, a, kicked a goal, kicked an important goal. Kicked, the kicked a couple, yeah, yeah, couple yeah. From not very many touches. I think his yeah. first three kicks were shots on goal or, or, or a goal. Leading to Coleman at one stage. <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, they, this got um, got dominated around the stoppages and the ball as well, so there wasn't a whole lot of um, inside 50s for Tyrone to get his hands on yeah. anyway. But when he did, he sort of made the most of them. But it was just the domination around the ball. I just can't believe that Carlton didn't get across the line in that game. Well, I mean, it just shows that they do lack that polish. Yeah. Um, which you'd expect for a team that is predicted to finish bottom two. Yeah. But yeah. I think they answered one question is they're better than Essendon this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I said at the start of the year that Essendon would still beat them. And I, they may. Is what They may. Yeah. But if this is the best, that's fair enough. What they had all night was effort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can't ask for much more. And that's the thing is that they, they should have won. Yeah, they should have. They should have. So Tigers have got to be happy with winning ugly. Yeah, they've got to be happy with that W because the way the other games went for the round with who they're going to be competing against, it's pretty ominous. Mm. Not a good performance. They were massively missing Deledio. I think we had the stat before that they only won three out of... uh, No, two out of ten. When you say had the stat, we vaguely remembered it and tried to repeat it as fact. They're 30% uh, without Deledio, which is... That's including this match. So yeah. before that, the about twenty. Something like that. All our facts are close enough. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's what it means. They're po- political facts. Um, he is a, a big out, and it's going to be pretty important that he gets up as soon as possible. Absolutely. Um, so uh, the Friday night game. How'd you, how'd you watch that one? You enjoyed that one? Friday night game. Yeah, fucking union. Yeah. Rugby league. Uh, uh, baseball. What did I do? I think I cooked dinner. Soccer. Anything. You can watch corner. footy. You can no, watch. Yeah, that's right. Can't watch AFL. Watch soccer. That's right. So anyway, let's move on to the Saturday. I think we talked about that last, uh, enough last week. Um, uh, absolute cracker of a game. It was uh, good that uh, Melbourne turned out. Uh, would be nice to have a slightly bigger crowd. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I was hoping for more from what that. that but crowd have been? The, well, the crowd been... that was there um, was all ready to boo um, uh, Scully. So it's good <laughs> that they haven't forgotten. Uh, but under 30,000, I would have hoped for a little bit more than that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, the boos weren't allowed enough for Scully, I don't reckon, because um, <laughs> he played pretty well. He played excellent. Yeah. Well, I, I can understand. If you're a Melbourne supporter, you might want to see how the team's travelling before you go, well, I might make the trip. You know, your MCC membership's only good for so long. But uh, I reckon they'll probably get quite a few of the next home game. Um, I'm also very happy that uh, we, on our uh, round one preview, said that uh, in front of goals is where GWS are going to struggle without Cameron mm. or... Uh, McCarthy, yeah, um, and Patton wasn't playing either. I thought he was, but uh, yep. before it, uh, and it turns out that's where they lost the game because they were just a little bit too inaccurate. Yeah, um, I thought Stevie J got uh, he got rubbished a little bit in the media for being selfish, and I, yep. I don't know if he was that bad. But that's his job. Like, if you're <laughs> yes and no, if you're the veteran in the mid forward sort of area, you've got to be willing to, willing to take the game on. That's your job to spur something to start it up. Certainly, him. If he's within forty, his job is to kick the goal. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. No matter if he's backs to the goal, like that's his job. Yeah. And if he puts him through, you say, well, he's taking it on himself. That's what he's there. To, that's what he's paid to do. Yeah. 
when he foregoes the handball or the short pass to have a shot around the corner, yeah. he gets called selfish. Yeah. Um, and believe me, I like bagging Stevie J. It's yeah. fun and it's easy. Um, but I, I thought it was a bit a bit rough there. Yeah, I agree. Especially with one round in. Yeah. Like, um, he, I'm all for knee-jerk reactions. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But you're having a crack at a guy who... He he did exactly this sort of thing for Geelong for years and years. It just happens that he had some... And wins medals while he's doing yeah, it. Yeah, a shitload of quality players around him at the time. Does help as well. Yeah, yes. obviously Geelong missed him um, picking up this danger bloke instead. But uh, I'll get on to that later. Uh, Jack Watts wasn't bad either. Uh, he, I thought he really came out and showed some stuff. He was the, the link-up man. He presented himself and he didn't seem as scared as he's been in previous seasons. He Maybe finally looks in himself. comfortable. Yeah. It's the first time I've seen him look comfortable before. Actually, no. He's looked comfortable when he shouldn't at times. Yeah. But now there's even a few, you know, broke a tackle or two even. Yeah. Um, he's like, he's still getting bigger as well. So he's still hitting the gym solid. Dragon opposition knows. coaches have just forgotten about him. They're like, oh, there's this bloke. Very we easy. Tag. I don't know. They've given them lots of other things to consider. So <laughs> it's definitely possible. Um, how about this? Uh, Phil Davis... I'll give him best on ground. I, I thought he was the best on ground, especially in that first yeah, half. Yeah, first three quarters. <laughs> yep. Jesse Hogan um, just about wins the game for Melbourne. Yep, yep. Shut out for three quarters and just about wins the game. So, how'd you be being a backman? Yeah, exactly. But uh, the thing that stood out the most for me was Jack Viney, just because of how good he is or how much of a solid base he has and he can keep his feet. We always knew it was there too. It's ridiculous. Like, he's it's like it. a cat. He's had it since round, uh, game one. Yeah, just so strong in his core and just Managed to break tackles and like, Ablett and that managed to avoid tackles, but Viney just seems to always be able to stay on his feet and be able to do something with it, which is quite incredible. Which is a massively underrated skill being able to stay on your feet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so frustrating to see guys just fall on their butt all the damn time. Yeah, I think nice yeah. anyway. Number two most important skill these days is staying on your feet. Number one is clean hands. Yeah, like getting yeah. up first first time, either yeah. you know handball receives or picking it up off the turf yeah mm. um, it just it stops everything it's like we said before it's the difference between a direct hit and throwing it to the wicket keeper in cricket yeah exactly mm. it's that split second where you're just a half it step behind the play everything. it's like yeah. seeing lightning or being struck by it uh, even though he was kept quiet for three quarters how dangerous does that forward line look with uh, Jesse Hogan and uh, Cam Pedersen yeah yep, definitely. two marking key position forwards yep. I like Cam Pedersen he's Absolutely. He's run around a fair bit and he hasn't probably gotten the breaks that he should have. But um, hopefully he can make the most of what's looking like it'll be a pretty decent season season for Melbourne. I, I don't think he needs to compete for his spot. Yeah. Know. I no. think that, that's over. If, if it was up for um, discussion. Well, he has been competing the last few seasons. and I can't see Chris Dawes putting him out. No, nor me. Um, I can't see Chris Dawes coming, <laughs> going anywhere. But um, it's a chance for him to not just be the guy that's filling the list, a guy that they mark down as playing every week, not just a guy holding the holding Absolutely. the spot down. Yeah, he's in his spot. It's his. It's his now. Um, I don't know who won between uh, Mumford and Gorn. Yeah, I think it was just a, a good. There's a few free kicks back Which, and forth. If you're not sure, it's a win for Gorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I, I take that. I I think that's a good um, a good assessment. Because if you're talking about top ruckman in the comp. Mumford is in the discussion a long way before Gorn is. Yeah, yeah. Um, those uh, those two players might be uh, re- reversed by the end of the year. There are, there are a lot of good uh, yeah. little little one-on-one battles uh, all over the field that day, which yeah. uh, made it interesting as a little side note for two developing teams. Yeah, I mean, I rate Gorn. I think he's got potential, but uh, I think <coughs> he's still a season away, or season or two away from seeing what he can do. Um, but yeah, it was just great to see um, the first two games of the round really set the tone for it. 
So we move on to the third game, which was the the, the first blowout. Uh, the Gold Coast Suns over Essendon. Um, yep. I, I think that maybe the top-up players we were getting a little bit excited about, slightly. And I say that as in thinking that Essendon could finish higher than 18th. Yeah. Because you've got to remember, not only these players were all overlooked by all other clubs. Well, for I, a reason. I had this uh, talk again. People are saying, these guys aren't in the top 22 of other clubs. That's not true. They're not in the top 44. Yeah, that's it. Uh, which is the, the big problem. They're not even better than backups to players. Yeah. Which, you know, sometimes players get pushed out a little early. Like, you could probably argue Crowley would be in the top 22 of some teams running around at the moment. Well... Not not in this stage, though. Yeah, that's you know, what... Maybe t- 12 months or 24 months ago. Yeah, that'd be the argument. And same with uh, guys like Grimer. Three years back, yeah. These days, you don't even know if he's going to last a match. Um, Did he play, Grimer? No, I don't think no, so. Not yet? Yeah. I think he's, uh, he's a, a long-term prospect. <laughs> <laughs> Probably around round 18. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually pretty disappointed with Gary Ablett's game. Uh, I can say that because he got 34 touches and I had him at 6-1 uh, to one to get 35. So, <laughs> literally, that you cost me money, Gary, so fuck you. Well, uh, he was being hard tagged by Crowley, but uh, the fact that he ended up with 40, 34 touches tells you that um, uh, Crowley's uh, tagging um, Prowess might have left him or at least he needs a more competitive side around him to help. No, Abler got bored. He was 22 till yeah. half-time. After that, he just got leather poisoning. Yeah, one goal, three. That's very un-Ablet-like. Either one, either yeah. Ablet. And he, he just chilled out after half-time. He's like, oh, we got this. Speaking of beautiful steps, he put one on to get that goal as well. Which yeah. is a nice little just... Just, just a step little reminder. Way you go. It's just so smooth and... That sort of thing, like... It's something that you either got or you don't. Because you can't really think about it. You can't really train it. It's just so quick and takes such a uh, quick thought. Well, Crowley had to spend some time on the bench. Who would they think of tapping? to mark up Ablett. Like, if you're one of the lads running around, even if you're... For for Essendon? Yeah, yeah. Like, nobody. Don't take Yeah. Let the kids run. You've got to. Yeah. Let him do what he does and get your kids to learn. Yeah. <laughs> Just watch him. Take notes. <laughs> You've got five midfielders tagging him and not keeping up with him and learning. Yeah. Exactly. You take that. I mean, you're not going to send one of their high draft picks to follow him, like like, <laughs> uh, like Darcy Parrish, who had a great game, but you're not going to send him because you want him to make his own play. He's not going to be a tagger. You yeah. need him to be a playmaker. But all the other blokes can't keep up with him. Like, you're not going to put Cooney right. on him. So why would you? Yeah, I, I just I don't think he can. You just let him go. Um, also, Matty Rosa. I think he set a bit of a, a tone this week. Uh, a lot of players at their brand new clubs had really good weekends. Yeah. Um, and he was uh, mm. no exception to that. Um, having uh, 16 kicks, 16 handballs, not a bad uh, day out. That's really good for... Uh, person who I didn't really rate that much coming into the, the squad, so... Well, I mean, he played in the grand final last year. I believe he played in the grand final, yeah. yeah. Um, might have been um, wearing the sub vest at some stage. Um, so, he's come from a successful club, but um, moving over here, you want to put on your, a good performance in your first one, and he's yeah. done that. Um, even uh, Malczewski, he came back, and he was he one, of his, stuff. one of his better games in yeah, Gold Coast. Yeah, definitely. Which isn't saying much, but it was. How'd you rate Tom Nichols? Uh, he's alright I thought he's not too bad he still needs to put on some weight but I don't yeah, think he's he ever done that yeah. I don't think he's got it in him well the reason I ask is because um, Daniel Curry sitting in the twos he had a, a pretty good run in the twos in the uh, Gold Coast versus Brisbane is, twos is, match is he coming out of injury or is he just in the twos no he's just in the twos oh, that's um, a shame for him I think so too because by all accounts he had a bloody good match and 
he would slot right in. Against... Ah, uh, hang on. Yep, sorry. Against Essendon, you'd probably say, look, we'll, we'll give the young lad a run because they're shit. Well, Lewenberg is a, a top-line ruckman, but he's not... I wouldn't put him in the top ten. He's not yeah, a dangerous maybe. ruckman. He's... He's the best ruckman they got, yeah. and he, he deserves to be an AFL-level ruckman, but I, I couldn't go beyond that. And he's got 32 hitouts to 24 on Nichols, which means Lewenberg has got the chocolates there, but 24 for a bloke who looks like he's never had a good feed. <laughs> I, you, you'd take that for Nichols. I thought he did quite well. I thought he did okay, but um, it just reminded me when you said Curry had a great game in the twos, you do got to remember that's Neeful. Not VW, uh, VFL or Waffle or Sandful. Neeful is shocking. Well, it wasn't actually Neeful. It was just an inter-club match oh, between Gold Coast and Brisbane. Not, not intra, inter. So it was Gold yeah, Coast yeah. and Brisbane. The players oh, that, that's still Neeful because they, they both uh, feel yeah, Neeful side. Much. So. Anyways. Um, so it looked like it confirmed that it is going to be a very long year um, for Essendon. But, um, I don't know, man. I've seen the Mighty Ducks. I've seen the Longest Yard. That's how they start out. Yeah, you it could be. at the start, then you have a montage, and so, then you win the flag. So we're looking for 0 and 8, yep. montage. Yep. Um, then, and then, don't, you, usually you get a ringer. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They'll get, they'll get a sharpshooter in, yeah. Yeah, don't know who that could be. be. It's got to be somebody from the past, so maybe Sheeds. Sheeds comes back. Sheeds yeah, comes yeah. Back. Player coach. Or, or... They get found not guilty and they come back in the last half, either, take the flag. No, they, they either get someone back or somebody dies. Oh, yeah. So, or, oh. I wouldn't want wouldn't to lead down that path. Right, try and get some, get some odds on that. Let's see if we can find someone who's already dead, bring him back to life, get Danky to bring him back to life. Weekend at Bernie style. Yeah, and then kill him. We're going to team up with Dr. Dr. Death and Dr. Dank. John Coleman. John Coleman it is. Oh, 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 oh. Danky, bring him back. I'll tell you what, he'd still be heavier than Tom Nichols. <laughs> this would be like an episode of The Walking and, Dead. And the bonus, if he plays one game, he gets 100, father-son. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. He'd be the oldest father-son recruit. <laughs> uh, I think he's 77 recruit just so he can get his great-grandkids. I don't know. His kids might actually be already um, passed as well, mm. but uh, yeah. I'll, I'll look that up on the 10th of now. Um, so anyway, that's Gold Coast and Essendon. On to North Melbourne versus Adelaide at Etihad. Oh, match um, of the round. Well, it was competitive. It, okay, that's the thing about this round. Um, North Melbourne and Adelaide was still scrappy, and I think uh, there was a few mistakes here and there. Yeah. Competitive, going to be a fucking heart attack. But it was still a great competitive game to watch, and the heat was on from start to finish. Yeah. I, I never thought North was out of it, but fuck me, many times I was thinking, shit, this could go pear-shaped real quick. <laughs> Always felt like it. Um, uh, looking forward to the ruck duel in this one beforehand. So Jacobs and Goldstein, I think... Uh, certainly, uh, SA Media are really heavy behind Jacobs in that he's uh, could have or should have been all Australian uh, once or twice the last couple of years. Thank God I've listened to that media. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I, I don't agree. I think he's a great ruckman, but he, there's a couple of lads ahead of him. He's top five. Goldstein's certainly one of them. How do you reckon he went? I had a blinder. Um, not 44 hitouts, which you know, are pretty damn good for a ruckman, but around what you expect from Goldie. Uh, but he's around the groundwork. Yeah, like uh, this no sub rule suits him to a T. He's got yeah. such a massive engine. Um, I I have not seen a big bloke spend less time on the bench, and especially considering North was one down on the bench uh, with Hawthorne torpedoing us again with a dud trade. Um, <laughs> oh poor Jed Anderson! Like, <laughs> yeah. Every time we trade with you fuckers, Damn. someone breaks down. Hey, you've got Gibson, all right. Actually, I think we gave got, you Gibson. <laughs> we swapped the Gibson for a Gibson. Actually. I think that uh, you got Gibson um, from Box draft, Hill. Actually. I think yeah. you got a lemon there. 
Um, uh, I know that as a Hawthorne supporter, and I know there's a lot with me, even we felt for that one. We're like, no, not Jed. We wanted to see him. Finally had a chance. He spent, you know, he's had fucking pneumonia, collarbones, <laughs> calves. And now he's 8 to 10, apparently. 8 to 10 with a, was that a hammy? Uh, yeah, hammy tendon uh, wasn't a, quite a, a tear, but no, it was a, a heavy strain. And but it's 10 weeks. Yeah, it's, it's not surgical, but uh, needs a lot of rest and... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he'll spend it eating and get massive up body strength. I don't know. That, that's about the only positive you can bring. He already, already looked bigger this year, I thought, too. Yeah. Um, mm. Two uh, spearheads I thought had quiet nights was um, Eddie Betts and Lindsay Thomas. Uh, Eddie just couldn't get near it for a, for a long time. Yeah. Um, eventually, he came up and, and kicked a few. Well, I think it just took a while for a bit of fatigue to set in. It looked like a lot of teams struggled for fourth quarter efforts, uh, except for Melbourne, maybe, with... Um, I know getting a bit tired or something. Yeah. Maybe the mm. change in substitution rules and uh, how many interchanges you can have, and or just maybe a bit off season. And I thought Lindsay was worse. I thought he looked like a liability. Look, at times. Um, yeah, I'm a fan of Lindsay, but if he does that again next week, he's in the twos. I, I think so. I mean, there was a, uh, a few times where he deserved the selfish tag, or he's like, I reckon I can get around two first. Yeah, and you're like, Nah, champ. They're they're wise to you. Yeah, and I think that might be what it is. They are just wise to him. Yeah, you know he's going to pass, so... Yeah. <laughs> Look, he's a quality player, don't get me wrong, but um, putting him back in the twos, it's not a punishment. It's just, dude, get back into form. Like, learn how to play your role. And his role is not to take on three players you're going to open yeah. player in the goal square. And especially when you miss that goal. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fucking terrible to watch. Especially in a scrappy, tight, close yeah. game, you know, and all those things, they all count. Mm. Uh, Drew Petrie only had six disposals on the day, but I didn't think he was bad. <coughs> Sounds silly. I mean, we've had a go at Lindsay Thomas, who's had uh, more than double and kicked one goal. Drew's only kicked two, but I thought he actually provided a target. Well, the difference with Petrie and me was that he was always two up. Like There was always two defenders yeah. on him, and he made a contest of it every time and brought it down to ground to advantage. Rather than just um, tapping the ball and wherever it goes... He had rovers running at him, and he'd tap it in their direction, yeah. which it, it sounds like it should be obvious, but it's it's not something a lot of players do. And hey, do you reckon the Crows missed Dangerfield? Yeah, not Jesus. Not fucking all. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, if he's there, they win. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll go yeah. with that. And Hawthorne win too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can run with that. All right. But, um, ben Brown had two goals, but I thought it was pretty disappointing for the night. He probably should have had four. Two hitouts. For the big fella. I mean, I know Todd Goldstein does a lot of the ruck work, but just a two. Well, yeah, I think... You're um, you've got to say he's a key forward, because he's not a ruckman. No, yeah. that's absolutely true. He's a, a, a pinch ruckman, which uh, guys like Petrie and Waite also pinch in occasionally, but uh, Goldstein's just expected to ruck every ball now. I just um, had a look. Rory Sloan had double the number of hit-outs than uh, Ben Brown. <laughs> the old third man. Um, one other thing that I thought was really good was... Um, well, Sean Atley had some nice runs off half-back. Um, Tarrant, we've missed him in the preseason, and he had a, a yeah. really good game, I thought. Yeah, I thought he yeah. did too. His intercept marking was brilliant, and his decision-making, which has been a bit of a spud factor for a while. Uh, you say that for a while, it was not last year. He had a great year last year, and I think he continued on. Yeah, I'm, I'm really quite a, quite a, a fan of what he can do. Um, and Taylor Garner, who's been threatening to become something for a yep. while I thought had a breakout game and was actually a genuine just, dangerous option just had to get through puberty first that was <laughs> it seems like it. we've got a few guys like that Kane Turner Slezen um, he's still 43 kilos 
But uh, he, well, he might get a match next week with uh, Anderson. Anderson yeah. going down, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a bloody tight game, an open game. No, neither team shut it down. And it was accountable football. Hey, Daniel Wells makes a difference too. Oh, shit. The yeah. yes. team looks better with Daniel Wells in it. Yeah. Look, uh, he, he's a classy player, and you can never have too many classy players. Yeah. Uh, he looks like he, he might have lost a, a yard of pace, but it doesn't matter because he has um, a, a good temperament. Uh, when he, he doesn't panic with the ball and makes his, good decisions. His situational awareness. It, uh, it's spect- that, uh, there was a, a bit probably 40 metres out dead in front, and he just had this... Sneaky little back tap, yeah. like the ball's yeah. popped up, taps it around the back of his head, and I think it was Higgins who came up with the ball, and it was just slick, and we've missed that so damn much. Yeah. Um, it's a good good win for uh, for the Norse, and they break their round one hoodoo. One other thing I will mention though, 410 games for Brent Harvey, he was the difference. He's what got North fired up. Those quick yeah. three goals, that's how North won. It's good to see he's like you said, 410 games, and he's still you know, leading. He, yeah. he, they're not holding on for sentiment. Yeah. No, he's, he's not getting trotted out. He, yeah. He's not just best 22. He's starting midfield. Yeah. Wasn't afraid to try and take it to the big ruckman over at the Crows either. You see that wrestle? Yeah, 410 <laughs> man. I'll tell you what, though. Have you seen the photos? That He's a four-foot hulk. <laughs> yeah. He, his eyebrows have pecs. Yeah, he's, he's still giving it his all while. Well. Dude couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, whatever. I'm not saying he's intimidating anyone, but fuck me. There's no no quitting him. It's like Daniel Cormier trying to take down John Jones. Just nah. Finally gets one. Yeah, all right. There's one, champ. Okay, we'll move on to uh, the Sydney Swans versus Collingwood game. Uh, did any of you guys tip Collingwood for this one? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I think that's, <laughs> that's 12 years running now. <laughs> I don't know why, but... Uh, I think I tipped um, before <laughs> the teams were announced. And even as we're doing the review last week, I'm yeah. like, I've tipped Collingwood. Why the fuck have I tipped Collingwood? <laughs> Every now and then, though, you just sit there and you, you just have this genius moment where you're like, no, I've got this figured out. <laughs> like, no, this is why I'm going to do it. I made some other good calls in the other games, <laughs> which we'll, we'll get to, but this was not one of them. But, uh, like I said during the game, if this was played at ANZ, different story. That's <laughs> <laughs> any story. I don't know what that story would be, but... Well, I mean, the big story coming out of it, besides the flogging, would be Swan's injury. Swan. Um, he Go could, on. Go he, on for the year. Well, he could be back. Um, well, they, they think it might be as soon as maybe round 12, which would be good because it would be just in time for Buckley's farewell game. In time for the Essendon. <laughs> yeah. um, so that, that'll be nice. They'll get a nice send-off. I, I do honestly think he's in trouble because this looks bad from the Buckley. get-go. Look, he, he, he's someone they've stuck with. To the point where they they kind of have to keep sticking with him, but I think he stuck with them more than anything. You can't you, you can't, can't go fail. backwards year after year when your list is improving. Allegedly, I'm, I'm, well, I'm going with allegedly improving from from now on. They've <laughs> got talented players. Like, you can't say there aren't talented players there, but um, of course there are. But I tell you what, though, next week with Trelaw, oh, there's going to be some feeling there with the Tykes. Yeah, after he took him out for dinner. Yep. And, and then said no. And then said, I want to go with a team that's going to be playing finals. But on that, in that I've got a feeling that Collingwood are in for some dark days coming up, um, until Anzac Day at least. Uh, I think yeah. that there's going to be... And obviously there was the big story on... Uh, was it? Did it come out on Friday with all the drug saga and shit? Which yeah, I'm not going to go into because it's been fucking covered. Yeah, um, I've decided there's going to be a lot of bad news about Collingwood. So we're going to introduce a new, another new weekly segment. How can we spin this so it's good for Collingwood? <laughs> All right. Um, Dane, Dane Swan's out for 12 months. How can we spin this so it's good for Collingwood? 
<coughs> we don't have Dale Thomas either. Yes, <laughs> absolute, absolute positive. Um, I've got that uh, they can um, claim collar allowance for the, the, the cost of ligaments um, for doing his uh, doing his leg up in was, uh, up in Sydney. It was his right leg, wasn't it? Let's say it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Swan to work on opposite opposite side. Yep. So he's rounding out his skills. Brenton, you got anything? How can we spin this so it's good for no, Hollywood? No, wouldn't need a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did. Send one on Facebook, but never mind. So, when I was saying there was uh, something that I uh, I did pick um, or predicted beforehand was uh, that Lukey Parker was going to have a blinder. Yeah. 40 touches ain't a bad effort and a goal to go with it. Um, although he's, he's run around by himself for a lot of it, but still, if you by yourself, you make the most of it. Don't you? <laughs> he went to the wrong stadium. So <laughs> <laughs> I find it amazing. A lot of people wrote City Swans off earlier, like before the season. Well, pretty, uh, that, pretty was pretty that was us. That was us. Yeah. <laughs> when, <laughs> when you look at their midfield, it's it's spectacular. Uh, I'd say it's if it's not the best, then it's second best in the league at the minute. They're, well, they're starting midfield. I think they? their average is exceptionally high. Yeah. Like. Uh, the, well, you can you can argue superstar status with um, uh, guys like Kennedy, Parker, Parker Kennedy, um, Hanbury, Isaac Heaney has been mm. a damn good addition to that side as well. Playing forward, playing yeah. forward, yeah. Um, and of course, you've got Franklin and Tippett, who are two of the most talented forwards on their day. You'd have to say Franklin more so. Than oh, Tippett, you, you but... think so? Franklin more talented than Tippett? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw Hanbury in there as well, like. How how much talent is in that side? Yeah, not only that, um, Tommy Mitchell had probably his best game uh, mm. as well. We've all heard about he got 60 touches in the knee football, whatever the fuck it was. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, a bit of a coming out party as well. Um, uh, I thought Jack Frost did okay on Franklin, but yep. uh, and we you said know, beforehand, when Franklin's on, there's nothing you can do. I actually exactly. so I thought Frost played him very well uh, and, and got more than you could expect from him because he had no help. No. And Franklin could pick and choose which ball he'd go for. Yeah, and at the other end, Cloak had no hope. Yeah, um, no hope, no touches. What what the fuck can you do with a bloke? Send off back, Send off back. back. Send off oh, back. All the oh, actually, that's a great. How good would it have been to see Cloak play on Buddy? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because he he can body him. Yeah. Um, in terms of who can push who off, it's gonna be a tough call because Cloak's a strong motherfucker. Yeah. Of course he is. Um, would have liked to seen something though. Um, yeah, just try something. It's not working so I think did he, he didn't have a, uh, a stat for the first quarter and I think no. he had one or two touches for the first half and yeah. just do something with him uh, but that's on Buckley like Cloak fucked up too don't get me wrong yeah. he had a shit match but you got to think well, wh- what can I do uh, strategy or tactics wise that can bring him into the game and it he did nothing it happened in the Melbourne and GWS game where Jesse Hogan was getting killed um, yeah. in the first half and they threw him in the middle He's not a midfielder. He'll yeah. never be a midfielder. Like, you know what? Just get in. Get into the game. Get, get your hands touch. on the ball. Yeah, he's a younger player. He might play off that confidence a little bit more than um, Travis Cloak. But, I think Cloak's uh, a very much a confidence player. Yeah, but at the same time, get him into the game because he's one yeah. of the stars. He's he's on 900 fucking grand a year or whatever it is. So yeah. you've got to get something out of him. I'll, I'll plainly admit to not being a, a Buckley coach fan, but he did nothing for the side. Like, you're getting smashed. Yeah. What, what would they have got out of this match? Yeah. I, I, what else could you do? Um, change things up try something new rather than just you get smashed <clears throat> but to get something out of the game I think uh, Alex Fasolo um, he almost got a new sponsorship with Lawn Darts <laughs> way fucking piled into the top <coughs> that looked horrible yeah there are a couple of that this week um, Callum Mills was also a good recruit as we expected first game, first game in yep. 
got plenty of the ball, so it was always good to see. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Sydney would be very happy um, walking and uh, walking all over um, Collingwood. And we, we didn't say that uh, it was the leak for the drug uh, test came out of Sydney, did we? We didn't say that. No, no, no. There, there was some allegedly, and there was a note no. I found on the toilet. No, and we didn't didn't say that at all. It was written on a toilet wall. So we go to the next one, and again, uh, some people might have said an upset, but uh, certainly one that we picked. Didn't pick it mm. by this fucking Martin. Right? Yep. No. Bulldogs putting on. Well, they kicked nine goals before um, Frio got one on the board. Yep, about that. The game was over. Like, Eight or nine. If not at quarter time, halfway through the second quarter, you knew Frio weren't coming back. No, we can't see Frio kicking ten goals and a half. I mean, it, no. it's not yeah. in there. Um, make, I'm sure they've done it against lower sides, but you now this is a quality side, and to kick one goal for the first half. And I thought, in a lot of respects, um, they, were, they were lucky to get some of the opportunities they had. Yeah, they looked very, very B-grade playing think, this game. Do you think Western Bulldogs can rename Eddie Had Stadium the Share House of Pain? The Share, the share House of Pain. Pain. Well, it's not their own home ground. They share it with a couple of other teams. Uh, I don't know. Is, is that typical of Footscray as well? A lot of Share House and accommodation going on? <laughs> yeah, and some, I know, there might be some dodgy pregnancies or something going on. No, it's better than the meth lab. <laughs> um... They're impressive, and they had winners all over the ground. Um, you do like a whole podcast on all the individual performances of the Bulldogs in that oh, game. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Stringer, he's, he it... has shown potential to be superstar for so long, and this is the first step towards it. Well, that one where he thought his way around, or through three defenders on the goal line, I know. was fucking it, amazing. Like, that is top quality. You would love to see that in the history books. Like, that's yeah. a highlight of a season. It's almost like Abbott Senior-esque. Hmm, absolutely. Uh, he had a nice screamer too, and so did uh, yeah, Eastern Woods. We've talked about that. Eastern yeah. Woods took an absolute screamer, like coming off an all-Australian season as well. Yep, and also recovered from a dislocated shoulder in about mm, ninety seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Latore had a good good um, run back in. Uh, yeah, he had a really good, good uh, match back actually. Everyone got around him, kicked yep. his uh, cool. goal in the comeback game. There was a lot of that going on this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first game, a few goals too, and then uh, Johannesson. Jumped yeah, up and had, yeah, really had the good. match of his career, and I can say that because I can't remember hearing his name before. You, say, you mean Nathan Eagleton? Yeah, Bill <laughs> <laughs> Hannah. Going for the drastic <laughs> in the season. Well, it's fucking working for him. Stick with it. Yeah, why not? On, He's in the, the reverse Samson. He looked a couple of steps quicker. So, yeah, more aerodynamic. Well, hey. You've got to beat those drug hair tests somehow. <laughs> uh, whatever he's on, get the whole fucking team on it. You'd say, if the gear's that good, Tom, Tommy Liberatore might have slipped him something. <laughs> Rumour has it Ben Cousins been around the squad. Um, it's also, Fife didn't look ready. No, um, no. It's weird to say. I know he's been under an injury cloud over the uh, off-season, but did not look ready at all. No, they showed no. they were still getting these um, ice pack Yep. Uh, see Const- tape to his leg pretty much the whole the whole time off the field. Um, they're not a one man team, but they looked they looked very much a lesser team last year too when um, Fife was well, playing injured. The yeah. thing is too, they were without Sandlings, yeah. who is again <coughs> easily top five ruckman in the comp. Yeah, um, top two. Yeah, but you can argue him him or Goldstein. Yeah, um, I'll argue Goldstein, but of course. I'm, I'm one eyed. Um, but he, he's a massive part of that side, figuratively and literally. And without him, uh, through a shitty suspension, it uh, it suffers. Their their midfield depends on getting first touch. On that suspension too, Pavlich is very lucky. Um, he was I'm not saying it's malice, but 
but it was careless. Yeah. If he's you know three inches to the other way, yeah. um, there's there's two three weeks. As yeah, well. I thought it deserved to be looked at. Uh, and it was. It, uh, it was a free kick. It was high yeah. contact. Yeah. Dislocated his shoulder. The same as uh, Mitch Duncan's on Hodge. Yeah, actually, yeah. it's, it's a free that, kick. I thought um, the match review panel got it right this week. Absolutely, all across the board they yeah. got it right. Yeah. Um, there was another one. The one on Hodge. There was one on Wait. Um, might have been me. Crouch. No, carriage. No, I can't remember. Whoever got uh, weight high, yeah. uh, it was a free kick. Number was taken, but no no case to answer for, which I thought was accurate. It was definitely a free kick. was not malicious enough to cause forceful. Yeah. I think Sidebottom was the only one that got games, and he accepted them. And it was, yeah. it was a bump that got yeah. Hanabry in the in the jaw. And you go, well, you bumped him, you got him in the jaw, that's done yeah. busted. you got nothing to argue against. Yeah, yeah and there, there were a few other probably careless things that weren't even raised and I'm fine with that yeah I, I think uh, across the board they had, a, they had a good day I think it was good when I, I was um, watching the Geelong Hawthorne game there was one where Hodge and Barton <coughs> I think they're yeah. both going towards the goal line Hodge sort of not fell over but no, rushed with the ball he stuck his foot out to stop the ball going through and got a knee in Bartel's yeah. ear which I mean we'll get to it when we do the Hawthorne game but, yeah, yeah but, I've got more to talk about that one yeah we'll, we'll run with that yeah we'll run with that um so anyway, the Bulldogs top of the table. Um, Frio also announced that uh, Harley Bennell is not ready, and looks like he's going to be a little while to go still with uh, calf issues. Really? Yeah. So uh, that's going to be very, very interesting to watch. Um, they're looking. It, it's one. It's one round. Week one, they've played a finalist from last year, played them away, and they've already, I think, fallen in some people's eyes. Well, I think yeah. Frio were off ten percent. And Western Bulldogs have improved probably twenty yep. percent from last year. Yep. So um, they will not fear any team this um, year. I, I haven't checked round two yet, but uh, I fear for whoever's going over to play uh, Frio at uh, Sydney next week. And I think it was the Bulldogs that were saying they got their first seven home games. Of the at, at the. I don't think they're home, but I don't think they'll leave Melbourne for quite a while. Um, we might have said it uh, in, yeah. the, in the preseason. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll get back to that. Uh, let's have a look at. Port Adelaide and St Kilda and this is I'm going to say this is the other one where I felt really proud of myself the way I picked it Um, (laughs) because I said like Port Adelaide are going to win but the only way that Saints can beat them is if Port get lazy have turnovers and they'll beat them on the rebound and how many goals did we see St Kilda with a man sitting back yeah, uh, the ball spills out, goes over the pack. Yep. I think there was four or five in the first half. Yeah, yeah, I think they ended up being about nine or something for the no, how many goals kick? Eight or nine, something like that. They did go through them on the coverage, I believe. That on that rebound, uh, yeah. where all the players are all running forward, but you got to run the other way too. Yeah, and silly little errors and turnovers, and it goes back the other way very, very quickly. Yeah, and a lot of times it took some individual brilliance from Wingard or someone to relift the team back up. And uh, Robbie Gray kicking three straight, I think, yeah. in the space of 10 oh, minutes or something. He's a champion. Turned on its head. Having 10 goal kickers and 20 goals between them, though, yeah. you're going to win a match. If you can kick 20 yeah. goals with 10 goal kickers. That's yeah. certainly the You've ball won. that um, Hawthorne have been running with the last couple of Absolutely. years. Absolutely. And you look at... Uh, we talk about midfields. You've got both Grays. You've got um, bloody... Ollie Wines, who is a brilliant midfielder as well, kept quiet in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's uh, where St Kilda went really well was keeping mm. Ollie Wines quiet. But so uh, you can't yeah. keep him quiet all day. Well, yeah. that's the thing too. He's the sort of player that you keep him quiet for a patch, but you've got to make hay while yeah. he's quiet because yeah. he is going to come back in the game every time. Um, and again, you've got a top forward line too with 
Schultz, Dixon, um, Wingard's up there a lot. They're, a, a, on paper at least, a very, very dangerous side. And any side that kick 20 goals against, you know, not uh, not a terrible side. So An Pilla. improving side. An improving side. <laughs> it's dangerous. I think Porter's still got some questions to be answered. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they, you can only beat who's put in front of you. Um, and I think it was the margin, 33 points or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, not indicative of this game. No. So St Kilda it was, a, it was a blowout. Yeah, it blew out in the final quarter. Um, and it was much, much closer than that. The Saints had some really good performances to get them excited as well. Uh, Matt Weller put on a couple of good goals. He won a good goal from outside 50. Um, Matt Weller, a good player. Yeah, yeah, Akers is a really good pick-up. He did lots of, lots of good work. Um, also, the Ruckman is a hickey. Hickey, lazy 56 hit outs. Yeah, yeah, did really well all, all around the ground, um, putting in a really good effort. Well, the so, amount of goals makes a difference there. Too. Look at uh, Lobby, I think he got 40 yeah. uh, yeah. odd, 44 hit outs, I believe. And that's a good day out if you're a Ruckman. But uh, when, oh, 42 he had, but uh, when your opposite number gets 56, yeah. you kind of feel a bit shit. That, um, Porter got uh, questions to answer still because um, Hickey had a good day. But he's not a Goldstein or a Jacobs yeah, exactly. or a Nat Nui. Yeah. How they're going to find it harder when they come up against better Ruckman. Yeah. And you know that, and they know that because they lost um, Paddy Ryder, and they're yeah. so desperate to get that top up player so they can go find a Ruckman from somewhere. But so uh, that'll be interesting for them. Um, the other good thing was that uh, Nick Rewalt made it through um, unscathed. Yeah. Uh, doesn't matter how he played, he just got through, played the game, and got through, which means he plays three hundred this weekend. That we'll be going to see. A massive one. Yeah, and I'm going to a seven-year-old sleepover instead. Oh, good for you. Do they know you're coming? Yeah. <laughs> fucking paid for it. <laughs> More ways than one. Um, but anyway, again, uh, not the cleanest game, but still highly competitive and highly watchable. Yeah, exciting to watch. The one that had lots of free playing and mm, uh, obviously the rebounding by St. Kilda was excellent. And the young kids, yeah, doing really well. Really well. Moving on, West Coast Eagles and Brisbane. Uh, the result was never in doubt. No. But Brisbane, much... Uh, no, not quite like... They um, got over 100 points. Thursday night. They certainly showed more than they could have. Yeah. Uh, they could have laid down um, and, and gone home early on this one. But yep. even seven goals to half-time, that's not a not a horrible score. Yeah. No, I mean, look, you, you take your, your small victories where you can get them because they were outplayed. Uh, absolutely no argument there. They were... They were never a chance to win the game. They were beaten on paper and they were beaten on the field. But yeah. they won contests. Yeah. Um, and they had the milestone of breaking 100 points for the first time in who knows how long. Even 27 scoring shots is pretty good. And you got beat by 10 goals. Yeah. It's a bit yeah. rough, really. Again, opposition yeah. kicks 26 goals. <laughs> they win. Yeah, we said uh, in last week's um, preview to it, like this is Brisbane versus Josh Kennedy. Well, they, they beat Josh Kennedy, and they beat him convincingly. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's you know being a little bit smart, but they've done something. It, so it's beat uh, him convincingly. Yeah, fifteen goals to eight. Oh, yeah, they beat him. Yeah, they beat him. I thought you meant they kept him quiet. Was it? No, fuck, that's eight goals too. The score that they they beat. The conversation you apparently had last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, <I'm> drunk. <laughs> but uh, so I think this just makes if you're going to bet on West Coast to win the flag, do it yep. now. Um, mm. Because they're travelling mm. to play against Hawthorne at the MCG next Sunday, um, and even though West Coast have got their own injury issues, I think Hawthorne have got more. And I think West Coast are gelling much, much better at the minute. Even though it's only one game, um, if they put, you know, uh, this kind of performance yeah. against Hawthorne, I, th- I think their price is going to halve. Well, you look at it. Where are West Coast weak? 
But that's a question. Where? Well, I mean, it, it's in their backline. Um, really? I think because they've lost so much out of their backline. Yeah, and they've still got guys like McGovern. No, they don't. No, that's no, right. He's gone. <laughs> um, so uh, Yo, Yo is uh, one of the better ones. Yeah, back Yo. There. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a bad midfielder. Um, he plays back sometimes. I've got him on my super coach team. As anyway, uh, <laughs> they've let fifteen goals through from Brisbane. Uh, like you're saying, they yeah. haven't done that many. I mean, the fact their offense is their defense. Yeah, they, they've kicked twenty six. Yeah, exactly. So they're not too bloody concerned about it. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think that Hawthorne that they'll take care of Hawthorne next week um, comfortably, but um, I still. I, they've moved into Premiership favorites for mine. Yeah, and it's just. With the performance of Geelong as well, you're sort of like, shit, did they really jump that far up to be a, at the top there? Or? Yeah. Uh, it's going to be yeah. interesting. But it's definitely making it more interesting in the top four. You've pretty much got the, the competition of the last two final spots and the top four home final spots. Yep. You're going to have your locks for fifth and... What the fuck? Yeah, sixth and fifth. Bastanak also had a good game. First game for a new club. Um, not too bad. Uh, I mean, he didn't beat his opposite number. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, so you know, he's been flogged. So. He deserved to be there. Pretty much yeah. the only players that didn't have good games for their first club was Essendon. Yeah, well, they're understandable, I think. Yeah. Um, the Ruck Jewel again. We're focusing on Ruck Jewels a lot this week. I yeah. think it's been sort of a contributor to the free-flowing game as well. Maybe. Yeah. Bit, I think it's just all the little bits and pieces put together have made a big difference, which is good. Yeah. They actually find out how to steer the ship. Uh, big Nick Nat won the rucks and the uh, possession game uh, against Steph Martin. Yeah. Um, and I thought he was more damaging around the ground as well. Well, Steph gave up after, I think it was 15 minutes or something, stopped contesting the rucks and just, just was a uh, fourth... An extra rover. Fifth rover, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what fourth you... Fourth that's, that's still smart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's how the, the Lions showed, I think, more than they had any right to. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can't really be used as a yardstick for the Lions. They'll be more excited about the upcoming rounds. They're uh, going to have a real test of, of your abilities and where you're going to find yourself at the end of the season. Okay, we'll move on to the last game, uh, Geelong and Hawthorne uh, on Easter Monday. Uh, I, I, this is a very weird game. Very hard to judge. Cause Even straight off the bat, is this the Cats home game at the G? Yes. Yeah. Because it's Hawthorne. Yeah. Um, if you go down the bottom of the page, I think there was 70, 75,000 there or, or thereabouts. So you're not going to fit that into Skilled Stadium. Oh, yeah, yep. So or, just under 75. Whatever it's bloody called, Simmons Stadium. Or, yeah, I think it's changed again next year, isn't it? Yeah, GMBH Stadium yeah. or some shit. Um, isn't that illegal? Yeah, yeah. something like that. Okay. Um, it was at half time. Geelong had 11 goals won to Hawthorne's inaccuracy of uh, something else. Um, five goals, seven. Uh, but I, I don't think that really says that Hawthorne were wasteful. I think it, it, it's... It was pressure. It was pressure. It was also their shots were all coming from the boundary line, whereas Geelong were taking a lot of shots from 15 metres out dead in front. Yeah, yeah. They were just working... Uh, it shows that's where the difference was, where they were able to work the ball so that they had those better shots. Um, yeah. And earned free kicks, you know, like holding the ball decisions in the goal square when Hawthorne made dumb decisions. Yep. Um, I, I would say the umpires didn't have a great game for this one. Um, there were a couple of... It's a new season, so you kind of expect a bit of um, interpretation You talk about uh, deliberate out-of-bounds and... Yeah, a few of those. Yeah, it didn't... I mean, sure, we 
didn't get the rub of the green at times, and then at other times it felt like, oh, that was that was a nice free kick. Thanks for that. <laughs> but I, I don't think either team was really advantaged. What, what was the count? Not that the count means anything, but what was it? Yeah, no, I don't think either team was advantaged, but it just made watching it a bit trickier because you weren't sure what was going to be called and yeah. what wasn't. So uh, 28 to 24, Hawthorne won the free kick counts, but 50 free kicks for a game is a lot. To yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought there was a little bit of over-officiating. Um, the out of bounds thing is a kind of a different, uh, different kettle of fish because that's an instructional where they've been told to interpret it that way. Yeah. But a lot of the kind of rough stuff, which wasn't bad, bad enough to give a free kick, which is sort of a bit soft. Yeah. And I'd rather if you want to have this free flowing game, then you got to put the umpires on that sort of line as well. Um, Dangerfield showed why he's the biggest recruit that's. Uh, come uh, across from Adelaide yeah. for, for a long, long time. Yeah. Do you reckon this is the one time when Gold Coast come, they won't boo Ablett? Yeah. They're like, well, we got Dangerfield now. Oh, they didn't boo him until it looked like um, Gold Coast could beat Geelong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure yeah, yeah they're like, you can't. <laughs> um, but uh, if he kicks, he didn't kick a goal. He kicked not goals three. He missed absolute sitters. Uh, but if he kicks three goals naught, that's one of the greatest games of, of his yeah. career. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's... Applet-esque. Just didn't miss a beat and just so slick and so confident taking yeah. on the tackles and working his way through the pressure, pressure situations. Look, it was very easy to forget Joel Selwood was out there. That's yeah. how good yeah. he was. Mm. Yeah. Um, now, we mentioned the uh, Jimmy Bartell and Luke Hodge incident. Um, what I wanted to say about that was in a weird way, Jimmy Bartell almost gave away a free kick there. That's almost low contact diving in. Um, because he's diving in over the ball, where Luke Hodge is putting his foot out to try and uh, yeah. try and stop it. Yeah. Instead, he, he gets a cop around the ears and goes off with a blood rule, which uh, he's got off with a concussion rule, yeah. really. I'd say if, if Hodge was coming from the opposite direction, yeah, definitely. It's um, tunnelling, whatever you want to call it now. But because it was kind of like Hodge was behind him in his blind spot kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, um, I definitely wasn't a free kick. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm that biased that I think it was. But, <laughs> but I'm glad it wasn't a free kick the other way either. It was no. just coincidental contact, two guys going for the ball, um, that's it. Um, it. It was good, goes. good to see, uh, even though the first thing the Hawthorne players did was point out, hey, there's blood, get him off. And then they went, oh, hang on, I don't think he's right. Yeah. Uh, and they actually went, yeah, mate, are you, are you with us? Yeah. Especially for somebody like Bartel, who's had that many head knocks. Yeah. It's funny. He, he's at the point where I kind of want him to quit. I, I, I know I, exactly what you mean. I love yeah. seeing him play, don't get me wrong, but... Like, you've got 60 more years on this planet. You want to be awake for him. You know, you, you've you've got kids. Yep. I'm assuming he's Maybe. got kids. I've seen his missus. His missus is all right. Yeah, if not, then it's about time you stop, stop doing whatever you're doing. And... You start going get yeah, some. Yeah. There's, there's use for those things, you know. <laughs> Says the Geelong board. <laughs> <laughs> We've done a right out of the father's office in the past, mate. <laughs> We're playing on it. Um, uh, I'll tell you what, though, who was a revelation. was Hartan. Um, Billy Hartan played all right. I thought he had a brilliant game. He's still um, a few decision uh, decisions that he made that uh, cost him, but he certainly wasn't uh, Robinson Crusoe in that uh, respect. Yeah. And another bloke, um, you know how highly I rate uh, Brent Harvey? I thought Puopolo, very, very close to that type of player. Um, He's an absolute terrier, isn't he? Um, not a second of quit in him. And gee, I, it's like someone made a, a human out of a rabid mongrel dog. <laughs> He just, yeah. and I say that as a compliment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, he, he is, has two he is speeds. vicious, fearless, and just yeah, two speeds, standing still and flat fucking out. And it's fantastic to watch a little lad like that 
little lad, he's 28 years old or whatever. Um, just try his ass off for every single contest. Um, he is like that too. There's so many times where it'll be one on two or something like that, and he'll just hassle, 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 yeah. and get a ball up. And it, mm. now th there's no stat for that. Yeah. Um, but it's those kind of things that you go, all right, that's why you're in the side. That ball's now still locked in. In, in yeah, the 50 and he's done it for years too. Oh, yeah. every single team wants a player that does yeah. that um, like, uh, just going back to sorry did you see the, the small recruit for the Bulldogs young fella uh, Caleb Daniels got to be like four foot nothing I think Caleb Daniels like is the smallest tiny but yeah he played really good, really good run around but yeah, yeah I just couldn't believe there was such a year. short dude in the AFL yeah someone shorter than Tony yeah. Liberatore yeah, yeah. yeah. there so, we go anyway. I actually picked John for this solely for Hawthorne's injury list um Actually, they've, they've got class players on the field still, don't get me wrong, but uh, missing, you know, Seglar, uh, Brad Hill, Luke Hodges out now, but Roughhead, Shields, um, Webster, guys that... Uh, I don't think Webster's played a game yet. Yeah. But, but uh, look, there's a lot made about um, there was six missing from Hawthorne's Premiership side. Yeah. I think that's been too kind because, let's face it, two of those are retirees and one's playing in another club. So it's not who's missing from your premiership side, it's who's missing from your best 22. Yeah. And those yeah. three don't count. So the, really, the only ones missing from the best 22 was uh, Hill, Shields, Roughhead, and then Segler pulled out in the morning. Mm. Um, so you had Pittenet, who's played his first game. Uh, he got lost at times, but I, I don't think he, he was pretty disgraced. Well. Yeah, he's for a, a first he's time a pretty big unit. Uh, especially when Zach Smith was playing and played probably one of his best Which games. Of the yeah, he played really well. Um, so, he's, he's really fit in when he's come down as long now. But... Um, McAvoy was, I thought, the best ruckman playing on the day. Even though yeah. uh, there was a period there where Geelong they kicked three quick goals out of centre clearances and it looked like it was then that you thought, shit, this is what Geelong's going to be this year. Yeah. But um, Hawthorne crawled back. Um, they didn't do it pr very pretty. Um, I think it was just guts that, that got them there. So, yeah, that will have a worse injury list next week. But I, I think that people were being a little bit too kind to Hawthorne in that respect. I picked Hawthorne only because I go for Hawthorne, um, but I thought this was always going to be a Geelong win. And, I, and when it got to the third quarter, I thought, "Holy fuck, we might steal one here." Uh, didn't didn't happen that way. To me, the another part where they won it was Sam Mitchell. Very rarely was able to put his head up and look at an option. Every time he had the ball, he was under pressure. Yeah, that's um, Sam Mitchell. Though. I, I thought he, he was Hawthorne's best player by mile. Oh yeah, but he didn't get the option to break a game open like he can. Um, there was always two guys running at him. That was true for the whole match, I thought. Hawthorne never had time to uh, set things up and get the flow they can get for long periods or of time. Like we said, there was that one little fumble, and then you yeah. lost that half a second that you had. Mm. Now you're under pressure. Uh, and handballs to people standing still. Yep. So many times they handballed to somebody and they got tackled immediately, and you're like, oh, why the fuck did you handball it there? Yeah. Um, but I think it was really, there was uh, quite a number of players for Hawthorne that just didn't didn't have a day at all. Like, Rioli was kept real quiet. Yeah. What he did was good, but it was very, very quiet. I'll tell you what, throw it back to the other side, Motlop. He had a fucking shocker. Yeah, he couldn't get near it. And when he got near it, he did dumb shit. Uh, I think he had at least two out on the fools, and so many times just handballing to opposition. Yeah, but he had Darcy Lang cleaning up for him, who uh, kicked some very important goals, especially late mm -hmm. in the game. Uh, but, you know, back on the, the Hawthorne side and the players that went missing, and like, um, before he got injured, Luke Hodge was extremely quiet. Um, he looked like either... Well, I know this sounds weird. I hope he was under an injury cloud. Yeah. Because if he wasn't, he's old. Yeah. It's the first time he looked old. There was one player that thought he did spectacular. He dove in. Uh, it was around uh, on the wing. 
dived in, pulled the ball out from underneath the Geelong player, got the handball out to a target, and they're off. They've yeah. got space and run. Which is good. That's what you expect from him. Um, mm. But I think he didn't have a touch in the first quarter um, and uh, took a little while to get into it. it. took a little while to get going. Uh, the other one was uh, Ryan Schoenmakers, who I, I don't think he... I don't know if he got a kick on the day. Um, but the reality is, that's what happens when Roughhead's not there. He has mm. to play a key forward against Harry Taylor, yeah. who's class. Still hasn't got a hit out. Still, <laughs> I think you're right in saying that Sam Mitchell was the best player, but to me, the player that kept him in the match was Burgoyne. Um, his class was, was moving forward, wasn't it? Was brilliant. Yeah. And he, he is class. Um, oh. he, he brings other players in, which is what you want from a classy player. Just uh, smart options. Gunson tried hard all day, too. But uh, look, I think uh, it was an extremely positive. Um, performance from Geelong obviously um, they all love to see Dangerfield out there he's already their favourite mm. son yep. he's on all the billboards um, yeah. I thought I mean okay the margin blew out towards the end but really I think that 30 odd points is about right for how the game went um, yeah. uh, Frawley Hawkins was a great matchup all day I thought so yeah. too I thought geez they went back and forth it was yeah. good to see um, I thought Hawkins Probably lost his bundle a couple of times, but uh, once or twice. You know, you're getting frustrated as a forward, that'll happen. Yeah. No, it was a, a, a great contest between a key backman and a key forward. We saw a couple of them over the weekend. Yeah, I thought Blitzars too had a, a pretty good game. I'm, I'm still not convinced on Blitzars as uh, an elite player. I mean, I'm, he's a unique player, certainly. I'm not. I'm not going to call him an elite player because I think that should be reserved for you know your top top four or five. Yeah, and he's not the top four or five. Uh, utility ruckman going around I'd say but um, geez, he's a handy player to have oh yeah he's not bad yeah, you, any club will take a 6 foot 8 bloke that can run <laughs> but uh, look, he could develop into anything yeah, it's been a long time developing yeah sure enough <laughs> <but> <laughs> the ruckman take come, a while come, come, come to the game late as well <laughs> you've got Zach Smith there now so he's got support around him yeah and Zach uh, Smith looked much better than he has for a long time yeah, yeah. And so, a, a midfield that a lot of teams would be happy with too they're only going to get better. That's the thing mm. about Geelong. They'll only get better. Um, so that's round one in the books. So we'll have a quick look at round two and give our uh, quick um, uh, predictions uh, for next week. Uh, Friday night, Collingwood-Richmond. We're all picking big Richmond win. Uh, um, I'm picking a win. <laughs> a win. <laughs> what if Leeds is back? A massive win. Uh, well, I might leave the scissors at home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, look, looking at Collingwood's outs, um, Elliot's still out, obviously. Swan, just stop there. That's Swan's yeah. out. Yep. Um, side bottom's not available to round four because of suspension. Yeah, got rubbed out. Varco's out. Uh, and then you've got Brown, Broomhead, <clears throat> Sharonberg, and Williams all with tests. So that's... that's a, Well, Swan alone is a massive out for yeah, them. They, they Swan, can't side bottom. They've got three... Um, premier midfielders in Pendlebury, Swan, Sidebottom, and yeah. now one of them's gone. Yeah. And then you compare it to Richmond, who... Uh, Coming off a crushing win of Carl. Marriage and Delidio expected to come back. Uh, they're only missing uh, Yaron, Edwards, and Conker. Uh, Edwards well, played. Edwards. Oh, hang on, which Edwards? Shit. Shane. No, he played, he no, played, he played, he played a blinder. Well, his hand's busted now, apparently. He's out for a week. What? Did he do that on... Motherfucker. I don't know. Oh, shit. Poor bastard. Didn't know that. No, go. didn't see that game. He, he had a good game too. He looked, yeah. he looked fast. Yeah, well, very light today. Yeah. So I'm yeah. 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 AFL no, better get right. I'll take your word on it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Richmond all round. No need to take my word. Uh, Adelaide Crows versus Port. That's going to be a cracker. That's going to be a game. Oh, Port. Yeah, um, Hatfield Port. 
I'm on Port solely because I think their midfield is a bit too good. Yep. I think and I, I'd like to look midfield, don't get me wrong. Hey, um, yeah, the Grey Brothers is going to be something to really contend with. Yep. But Sauce Bottle over Lobby all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jacob's looking behind yeah. Um So I, I don't know if that'll be enough to get Adelaide over the line, but um, I, I think the Grey Brothers win this one for Port. Well, yeah. Who wins the shootout between Tex and, say, Dixon? Uh, Dixon had a shocker last week, he, so... Uh, he, he took a little while to warm into it. Uh, um, I think Talia might be better against Dixon than Carlisle or whoever else they throw at um, Tex. So I'm going to say Tex. Or Jenkins and Schultz. Yep. So, uh, Jenkins. You've got, you got some pretty nice uh, forward power in both those in sides. Both of, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're, they're fit sides. Um, somebody, a comment that somebody made to me over the weekend yeah. was that... Um, Port Adelaide miss Phil Walsh more than the Crows. Really? Because he was he was their um, tactical man when he was oh, an okay. assistant coach to Kinkley, mm-hmm. as right. opposed to the head coach of the Crows. I yeah. thought that was very interesting, uh, yeah. that, um, especially with the way that Port Adelaide's season went last year after he had already left yeah. the Crows. But uh, anyway, not to dwell on that one too much. Uh, mm-hmm. Essendon versus Melbourne of the MCG. Got to get on the days, don't you? If you back Essendon at all this year. Last week, your money away. last week convinced me not to. I thought I was going to back them against Carlton, but it'll have to take some Look, pretty severe injuries for me to do that. Now. I still might, just because you'll get fucking great odds. Yeah. Um, looking at it now, Essendon are paying six fifty. You may as well make that sixty fifty, because I'll take it. Give <laughs> <laughs> me two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, Melbourne. Um, that's a clickingballsbet.com. <laughs> what, what did we say the crowd was last week? 27 um, against uh, GWS for, for, S- uh, for Melbourne? Yeah, 27. Yeah. I'm hoping for 35 at least. It's going to be hard. Yeah. I don't know if they really want to rock up, but it is their first home game for the year. So, you know, stand by your boys and all that shit. You want some Melbourne supporters to come out and force well, the crowd up. And there's a chance for Melbourne to put on a class act because yeah. Essendon will have an open, open line. They'll have... A lot of free-flowing football opportunities, so yeah, Melbourne can really put on some pretty football. You got a chance to run. Um, Jesse Hogan needs uh, needs four by halftime. Yeah, and he uh, could get it. Brisbane Lions hosting North Melbourne. Uh, I'm always hesitant to sit North in games they should win. Did, did they? No, they 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 played uh, Brisbane up there last year. It was uh, Boomers 400? Yeah, got over the line. Yeah. Look, this would be interesting, I think, because Brisbane, like we said, still put on 15 goals over at Perth. Yeah. Mm. At home, first home game for the year. I'm I'm tipping North, but yeah, yeah. if Brisbane got up, I wouldn't be that surprised. No, that Dean Beams, the Dean that's they've lost He's now. Gone. Yeah. gone for the year. Such yeah, shame. completely. And yeah. Brisbane have been savage by injury too. That yeah. without uh, Matheson as well. Um, Still a broken jaw, but I mean he hasn't debuted yet, so his debut's yeah. going to have to probably wait till the second half yeah. of the year. And then you got um, Clark's out indefinitely. Sian Hanley. I think uh, I think Clark might be retiring. Yeah, he's uh, had one too many knocks to the head. Sam Skinner yeah. and Josh Watts um, haven't really. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've got to go north. Got to go north. Yeah. I'm going north too, but it'll either be a north blowout or it'll be tight and north lose by a point. Um, the big one Saturday night Etihad Stadium. I hope this is a sellout. It needs to be a sellout. So yep. that means forty-five to fifty thousand. St Kilda and Rewalt's three hundredth game versus the Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, is Rewalt's 300th enough to get them over the line? No. Um, but it'll be a fantastic game, and honestly, I reckon I, I want to go to this one. And look, I, I think... Tickets, so you better. <laughs> I think the Saints match up 
better against the Bulldogs than a lot of other teams. They still yeah. have those young running running players that can put on some physical pressure. Like you look at it, like how big Armitage and Weller, um, yeah, big big bodies who can sort of rough up the the Western Bulldogs squad. Chewed up the uh, fifty point lead in this game last year, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yep. So yeah. that'll still be in their in their minds too. I think. Yep. I think Bulldogs still get over the line um, because that happened last year. Yeah. Um, they did yep. play them again in the later half of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I think they learned from it, and yep. I, I just think that they're riding a confidence wave at the minute. Yep. They're going to be tough to beat for the next three or four rounds. Yeah. I think it'll be a close match for the first three quarters, and the Bulldogs will just get put the pedal to the metal in the fourth. Yeah. Too much class. Actually, speaking of giving on three injuries a little bit, uh, between both teams, there's only three players out. All right, um, and nothing really missing. Not best. Uh, O'Kearney and Payne from St Kilda, which if Both you blokes. can recognise those blokes by name or face, you're doing better than me. And uh, Tory Dixon from Western Bulldogs. Everyone else is either available yeah, or D- Dixon's best twenty-two, um, but I wouldn't put him as best twelve. If you know what I mean? Yeah. No, but Minson's expected to. Uh, he's got a hamstring issue, but he's expected to be available. And did it with Campbell. Just and because he's available doesn't mean he's playing too. Yeah, true I, enough. I, I don't know if he will. I'll tell you what, you'd, you'd be loving to be uh, sitting in the Western Bulldogs selection committee right now. Sitting on top of the ladder. Life's looking all right for him. And it's looking gonna, like it's going to be all right for quite some time to come. Fremantle hosting Gold Coast over at Domain Stadium uh, in Perth. Um, look, we get to see Fife and Ablett go head-to-head. Yeah. Um, and I hope they do play head-to-head. Yeah. I don't think Fife is going to be able to keep it up. I, I think that um, uh, Ablett will win that duel, but if he doesn't, then Freo wins, obviously. Yeah, I think Fife's too raw at the moment. He, he He's not he's not ready. Yeah. Uh, injury cloud or whatever it is, bad pressure is not a no. Sandilands is out for one more? Uh, no, I think he's back. Did he get one game suspension? I think I he's remember. back for round two. Um which I can find out right now. It'd be a good scalp of Gold Coast and get across to Frio and take that window with them. Massive scalp. Uh, they've never beaten a uh, WA team. No, really? Sandlin's back in. Back which, in. Which uh, is going to be something they can be concerned about. I think that Frio are really going to put on a show here. Yeah. They, they'd be embarrassed about kicking five goals last yeah. week. Yeah. Aitness, Balak, Benel, and Hurley are all out. Yeah, Benel's not coming back. Yeah. No. Uh, Sunday. Oh, sorry, was that Fremantle across the board? Yeah. 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 Um, Sunday, we've got the Giants hosting the Cats. What a game. Is that down in Canberra, is it? Uh, looks like Canberra, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Well, that. That, that's a shame that it's in Canberra, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And, like, you cannot tip against the Cats. No. No. Uh, no. Midfield's just too damn strong. And I, It's not that I'm underselling GWS. I think they're going to have a good season. I, I think I tip them to play finals, but no one is going to be taking bets against the Cats based on last week's uh, footy. I think that um, Mumford's the best ruckman who'll be out there, but uh, the number of ruckmen of Geelong might be able to negate him. Yeah. Um, but also, their midfielders are going to be worried about where's Selwood, where's Dangerfield all day. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. The other uh, key forward slash ruckman in uh, was it Stewart um, mm. for GWS took some nice marks yeah. against Melbourne. He presented himself hey, really yeah, well. That's right, yeah. I think as a pure ruckman, you're right. Um, Mumford's the better one, but I think it's options around the ground. Geelong are going to give them trouble. Yeah, yeah. With multiple ruckmen, I think Geelong um, they'll uh, they'll continue marching on there. Yeah. I mean, just try and run Mumford ragged as much as you can. I just trying to be accountable for Shields. Mm. Hey, boxing down. When was the last time Hawthorne played at the MCG and weren't the favourite with the bookies? The answer is a long time ago, but they are this week. 
Oh, really? Hawthorne versus West Coast Eagles, and West Coast Eagles are favourite. I'm tipping Hawthorne only because I go for Hawthorne, but yep. geez, West Coast look good. They did, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm tipping West Coast just because of Hawthorne's injury list. They have a lot of class sitting on the bench. Uh, a lot of class still coming in, don't get me wrong, but uh, oh, I, I, I don't know. When West Coast played Geelong, I don't know who I'm going to pick. Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah. I, th- I think generally Hawthorne won't care that much about this game, so West Coast will want to get it back, that win, that Hawks. You know, it's still early in the season. They're old men. They've got to wake up halfway through the season. They'll be fine with this loss. Need to set ourselves on hurdles. That's- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So we do. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I think West Coast uh, going to win but I'll still tip Hawthorne because I'm a tragic and Carlton versus Sydney Um, this will be very interesting because (coughs) everyone expects Sydney to uh, put on a cricket score yep Um, and they'd be right they need to be more accurate than last week but we need to see if Carlton have the same effort as they had uh, against um, Richmond yeah long break um, from Thursday through to Sunday um, yeah for for Carlton that's uh, I don't think you can have a longer break Probably between not, games, yeah. so hopefully they have Monday how to play. Yeah. But uh, Sydney across the board. Yeah. Oh, look, Sydney uh, again are going to be threatening top four, and Carlton are going to be lucky to win a match. They can't at home against uh, Collingwood and, and didn't didn't kick well, eighteen twenty five or whatever it was. So they've still got room for improvement on that. Yeah. Look, if you're a Carlton coach, besides quitting, what are your options? You're Brendan Bolton. Your options are smile, smile, smile. The happiest yeah. man in football. Yeah, he's uh, unsackable. No, it absolutely is. Um, but that loss on, on Thursday night is the best best loss that Carlton's had in five years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'm not even bothering checking it. I'm just saying it. No, there were positives coming out of it. So. All right, I think that'll do us for round one. Yep. Um, we'll uh, see you same time next week. Yeah, see you next Tuesday. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.